What Happens When I Episode number two What Happens When I Appreciate Nature What happens when I appreciate nature? Well, it's a good question. And it occurs to me that it's impossible to say what is happening in relation to anything. And I think that's too deep of a <laughs> it's too deep of a place to start. So there are many moments which I can think of where I am appreciating nature. And I realize that's different to what is happening. Or maybe it's not. Maybe that's one way into explaining what is happening, is just explaining what's around. And when I think of this thing of appreciating nature, I think of, well, looking at trees. That's the main one. Looking at the leaves on the trees. Looking how they flow. Looking at the light coming off. Looking at the colors. And it takes a moment to really just stop and wait and appreciate nature. And to look at a tree, well, a tree is a very dynamic, vibrant thing. It's probably the most vibrant thing that I can think of, that I can see in nature. Because it moves in very subtle ways. It moves in so many different ways. And it lives in its environment in both a very peaceful way and a very dramatic way. And there are occasions where I'm walking through the bush and I look at certain trees and the time of day is just right and the light goes everywhere. And there are different spotlights and the trees just rustle in the winds a little bit. And I think, ah, oh, that's beautiful. It's just beautiful. When I appreciate nature, I feel beauty. And when I'm in the bush looking at trees, that's when I appreciate it. Maybe I want to say the most, but that seems too final. It's really hard to say which is the most. Let's not say... Let's not say which is the, mo the, the, the thing I appreciate most about nature or when I appreciate nature the most. Well, well, maybe that is a funny question. That is a question to ask. When do you appreciate nature the most? Well, when I'm in nature would be one answer. When I take the time to appreciate it. And it's also the question of, is it just an on and off switch? Is appreciation just, oh, I remembered to do it, so now I do it. 
So there it is. Or is there a depth to it? Is there a skill to it? And I have definitely I've definitely spent my fair share of time walking around nature saying, How do I see this? How do I see this? I need to see this more. I need to see this. Yes. Give me, give me, give me, give me the beauty, give me the colours, give me the vibrancy. But it never seems to work. That attitude never really seems to deliver quite what I want it to. It's always unexpected. There's a sort of caught-me-off-my-guard moment when I appreciate nature because it sort of hits me. But then then there's also the thing of, well, I'm aware of that, so I'm trying not to be... Well, I'm trying... I'm trying to be caught off my guard. So it can backfire on me, this attitude of, yes, look at it spontaneously. See it spontaneously. How do I see it in a spontaneous way? Well, that's not going to be spontaneous at all, is it? There's no way you can be spontaneous with that. So it is quite mysterious. I also appreciate big views, like standing on a hill and looking out, particularly on the coast. This is what I would put in the story of how I appreciate nature, or what happens when I appreciate nature. And there are some amazing views around where I am living at the moment, in the country that I'm in at the moment. Big hills, big waves, crashing rocks, so many different beaches, vast skies, massive clouds. And when I'm driving along a particular road or having a view, seeing a view, I just think, wow, it's so big. particularly on a windy day when there's mist everywhere. And there I have the same problem as, as I have when I'm, when I'm looking at trees. I just give me more, give me more. No, just accept it. Force yourself to be spontaneous. There's no way to, there's no way to force yourself to be spontaneous. <laughs> it's a real... It's a real tricky one, isn't it? How do you force yourself to be spontaneous or to have a impromptu encounter with nature? <laughs> and also it's the little things. Because when I go to the coast, I go to the beach and then I sit around the rock pools I've made quite a habit of this. Just sitting down by the beach, on the beach, or near the rocks, and to look into the water, and to see what's in there, and to see different corals, and snails, fishies, and crabs, different shells, different growing seaweeds, different coloured rocks and stones and how the water interacts with its surrounds, how the waves crash in. 
And I can notice a difference at different times of how much I appreciate nature, how much appreciation is there and how much is going in, particularly looking at waves. This is one I had recently, which was when I, I realized that looking at a wave, there's no, there's no way to actually see it. There's no way to actually see what it is. It's impossible. Because a wave breaks and then it's total chaos. It's water bouncing all around the place in completely random chaos. And there's only so many details that the eye can pick up. And yet somehow also, I, I see that it's a wave, like it's a, it's a rolling body of water. There's an amount of water coming in, in chaos. So I can identify it. There's a gestalt, I assume, there is one of the terms or ways of we can talk about it. And I notice that some days when I sit and look, it seems like it's very slow. And then other days it seems like it's, well, it's sort of normal. There's less appreciation. It's sort of like the difference between slow and just normal. But when I appreciate nature, things move slow, more slowly. And they have more detail to them. I can see more. There's a scale of seeing more in the infinite chaos of the wave. And some days I see, well, sometimes I just see a wave. And other days I really see all the details. And there's a scale there. So when I appreciate nature, things become more subtle. I become more patient. When I appreciate nature, I take my time to observe things. When I appreciate nature, I notice the little things. And I also find that this translates over into other things apart from nature with the like we can say there's nature with a capital N, and nature with a lowercase n, which would be natural. Yeah, I don't know if I want to do a, uh, yeah, I don't want to do a cycle. I don't want to do a, I don't want to do a definition splitting like that. I don't want to, I don't want to go there. So let's just say there's nature. And for that, well, we keep the definition open. And what we've been talking about so far is, well, it's the trees, the birds, the wind, the sea. Anything that's not man-made. But then there's also natural. And that can still be in a man-made sort of way. Which is... For example, when I look at the cup of tea that I make for myself, the cup of hot water that I make for myself, and I look at the steam coming off it, the heat 
particles. And I appreciate that and I say, whoa, look at the swirls. Whoa, look at the pattern of the steam. And that is the same appreciation as I have for appreciation, appreciating nature. It's the same sort of subtlety in perception that I am using, well, not using, but it is occurring when I look at the waves and I say, well, today the waves are really looking crisp. The waves are really looking detailed. So when I appreciate, well, by that logic, when I appreciate nature, when I'm out and about in the bush, my appreciation for other things, other details in my environment increases or deepens. So when I appreciate nature, I take my time more and I notice more things in a subtle way. And this has occurred to me in different ways. I also remember this one where, this one time where I'd filled up the sink to do dishes and put the detergent in and sort of swished it around and mixed it up and it was bubbled up a bit. And it made this pattern of bubbles. And I sort of was like, whoa. Look at that. And that was a moment of aha. And the water, it actually kept swirling. Like what was so captivating by it was it kept changing. And these patterns occurred and the bubbles, they started to dissipate into different sort of shapes. And I was thinking, whoa, whoa, where is it going to settle? Where is it going to stop? And the bubbles kept going and kept going and kept separating, separating into smaller and smaller combat, like shapes or spots until the water settled and then it became very still and the bubbles disappeared. It became clear again. And I was thinking, whoa, what a process. I'm, I'm like standing there. <laughs> looking into the into the sink you would have thought i was completely cuckoo if <laughs> if anyone was to walk in at that time and see me staring at the staring at the kitchen sink they might have called called the uh, <laughs> called someone in <laughs> and i like that about the ocean because it's it's a bit more socially acceptable I feel, to sit and stare into the ocean or to sit and look at rock pools, to look around in in nature. And yet so easy to forget to do. It's so easy to forget. And I wonder how far it goes because it does come and go. I do forget. And it does have still a sense of mysteriousness about it. It's not like, I mean, I guess I could say the more I meditate, the more opening these experiences are or the more 
more like what's the right word it's not powerful it's they they are powerful experiences but they're not they're not really like the word powerful experience doesn't doesn't sit, sit right for this conversation for me because i use that for other experiences so what can i say that it is what can I say that it is to ex- express its richness? These exper- these are these are experiences of increased appreciation of nature. <laughs> what what happens when I appreciate nature? I have a I have an increased appreciation for nature. <laughs> is that the is that the correct answer? <laughs> I think that's a bit of a that's a bit of a, uh, yeah, okay. We'll put that on the maybe pile. That won't be top marks. <laughs> but what what is happening? Like, what is happening? I'm perceiving. Like, we could extend this question and say, what happens when you perceive things more clearly? That would be a good extension. Well, it just seems more rich seems more vibrant when i perceive the, when i when i perceive things more clearly i have more clarity <laughs> okay well i found a funny loophole that's that's a good one it's like is that like the kid of what's the kid version of that like what do you always say to kids uh, eat your dinner I, I got nothing. That's not that's that's not working at all. This is a dead end. This is a complete dead end. What happens? <laughs> what happens when I? What happens when I appreciate nature? What happens when I appreciate nature? Well, I take my time. I think less. Oh, here's a good answer for the question. I have the I have the urge to take a photo. I want to pull out my phone and take a photo. I've definitely had that feeling before. And well, sometimes I do take a photo, but also sometimes I think no, just appreciate it. And I'm sure there's many people who remember that as well as many people that don't. I mean, is that is that the... I'm sure I've, I've spoken about this. Where have I spoken about this before? I've had this conversation before. I've had a rant against taking a photo, probably in when I was explaining a consciousness technique or a perception technique. Yeah, that's right. I was explaining a, a perception technique and using. I was telling you to use the impulse to take a photo as a reminder to perceive rather than to actually take the photo. Yeah, I can't remember what episode it was in. But this is a digression from our conversation for today.
What happens when I appreciate nature? Well, I relax more. There's less tension in my body. I feel like I've got something from the day. I feel like I didn't waste my time. It's never a waste of time when I appreciate nature. Like if I go out into the, like I can't remember, like this basically never happens anymore. Like I can't imagine myself going out into nature and not having a moment at least once. But I'm sure there would have been times in my life when I'd done something or gone out or had a date. Like this is so, it's so hard to pin down. Like when we put the scale of time onto it and it becomes very difficult because I'm really just talking about recent experiences. I'm talking about what I remember so far now. And if I say, well, what what happens when, take your whole life, when when is your, out of your whole life, when have you appreciated nature? And then I can say, well, when I see something really amazing, like Ayers Rock in Australia, right in the center of Australia, in the Northern Territory, we have Ayers Rock or Uluru, it's called, by the indigenous people. And when I was much younger than I am today, I went there on a school trip to visit. And that was something that was just, whoa, there's a giant rock in the middle of nowhere. And we had the bus driving along and we thought it's going to be around here somewhere for hours, the bus drive was. And we kept looking out, where is it? Where is it? How big is it? And then we turned up and woof. Yeah, I wonder... See, it's funny. I wonder how I would feel now about that sort of thing. I mean, there's there's all sorts of natural phenomenon, tourist attractions like that around the world. And now I'm thinking of some of my travels. But I wonder the difference between my younger self having this massive natural thing which is impressive and how that experience was for me compared to now where I can just I can just look at a rock and sort of have that feeling as well or even maybe more more so I can just look into a rock pool and have a deeper feeling a deeper appreciation and I wonder what what's the difference how do we get from A to B What's the arc there? What's the factor that causes that arc? Is it meditation? Is it perception techniques? Is it consciousness techniques? Or is it just a natural growing maturity or a natural opening to life, which happens in, <laughs> which happens in old age naturally? I don't know. I mean... Uh, Old people do go pretty slow and old people do stop to smell the flowers and say, oh, isn't that sweet? I mean, what what does it take to appreciate nature? You, you've got to remove all the garbage. 
You've got to remove the distractions. You've got to have a subtlety. Like if you're used to these big films, these big Hollywood action, just visual effects and loud sound and screen, and you're always looking at a screen. Yeah, that's another one. That's a good way. That's a good thing to say. When I appreciate nature, I appreciate looking at a screen less. There is a correlation there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure about this one. When I go out and look at nature for a, like a whole day and then I come back and look at my phone and I'm sort of checking whatever, you know, emails or messages or whatever, I'm thinking, "Oh, this is so oh, such a pain to look at this screen." And that goes doubly if I'm like meditating and closing my eyes. So that might be something to do with the eyes rather than consciousness. But, well, I mean, where's the line between the eyes and consciousness? I mean, the eyes are the doorway into consciousness. So what happens when I appreciate nature? I don't feel like talking much when I appreciate nature. I feel very quiet. And it's funny because some things inspire poetry and other things inspire silence. And, well, I guess, of course, some things inspire conversation. And isn't that funny? Isn't that a strange way to look at the quality of expression? Like there's no there's no expression response to appreciating nature. There's no it's not an emotional response. It's not emotional. So it's not like I would start to cry or laugh or smile or have body contortions or heart rate change or any of that that's also that's all sort of emotional body but when i appreciate nature it's just stillness there's no expression which indicates to me that it's something beyond emotion it's something Well, I guess we could say it's something of the soul, if we could put it in such terms. Is it something I wish I would do more often? I think I'm pretty good in the recent months. I've been pretty dedicated to getting out every day and seeing some nature. It's to my, it's my advantage because of where I'm living at the moment. There's a lot of opportunities to do that, particularly looking into the ocean. And I'm sure there are other examples. There must be other situations. Like what's the appreciating what is in front of my face? That's a another thing, another... It's another it's another framing of this question or another framing of the answers because we can say 
what happens when you appreciate nature or you can say, well, what, where do you draw the line between nature and non-nature? And you can just dissolve that and say, when, what happens when you appreciate reality? And when I see that as a kind of version of this question, I realize that so much of my answer to the question how do I appreciate nature, is to do with the visual. It's very much visual. And yet when I talk about appreciating reality, well, then that's, that's so much bigger. That's a very much a... Well, I can see now that there's a, the boundary between the two is becoming clear, which means it can dissolve. Because I do also feel when I'm in nature. I do also smell. Like one smell I like is when I'm at the beach and there's smoke because people are having a fire. And the smell of a a season, a very old smell, I like, I appreciate. So what happens when I appreciate reality? It's strange that appreciating nature would appear to be a smaller inquiry than appreciating reality. And yet, when I inquire into it, I can see that there's no boundary between those two. They're very much the same, and the way I experience nature is the same as experiencing reality. What happens when I appreciate reality? Well, that's... Well, well, I don't know if I appreciate reality. Not in the same way that I appreciate nature. Like it seems... And, and that then appears to be... That appears to show to me that my appreciation of re, of Nature is not deep enough, it's not big enough for me to think that it's just a matter of all going out in the bushes and then looking around and then having a moment of, ah. Because really the vastness of nature is the vastness of reality. And what should I do? Like, should I walk around telling myself I'm not... Like, I can't walk around saying to myself... It's always more vast than you'll ever experience. Even though that appears to be what I'm stumbling upon now. Yeah, I don't even know if I... I'm only dividing up different scenarios and experiences for the sake of explaining it here. I don't know if I would normally even make the difference. Like I might even... Like, like if I say, if someone asks me, how do I appreciate nature? Or how do I appreciate reality? Then I could say, well, they're both the same thing. And that would be a, well, that would be a, a logical answer. That would be an answer that dissolves the boundaries. But then I've got the question of, well, how deeply do I experience that? 
Or how deeply have I realized that? How far have I explored the dissolving of that boundary? I mean, there are a lot of things which I look at and I just go, what is going on there? And sometimes they're just things that are not natural. (laughs) They're not in nature. It might be something a person's doing or some machinery or something someone's saying or... Yeah, I mean, we, we talk about... I mean, if we can put nature into the, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to make this too intellectual. I, I'm, I'm feeling. I'm feeling the pull to become intellectual and to explain it in a. What's the right word? Explain it with knowledge. which is different to speaking with a personal experience in mind. Because when we say, how do I appreciate nature? We have the following composite question, which is how do I explain what I appreciate? How do I explain what appreciation is? And I think awe is a good word to substitute for what we've been talking about here. Because appreciation, well, that has has different meanings depending on the context. Slightly different. And here I mean an awe a kind of increased perception, a richer experience. It's quite hard to find words for it. Well, what happens when I find words for appreciation, appreciating nature? Well, it seems like I haven't expressed myself very well. <laughs> That's a good answer. When I find the way to talk about what I appreciate about nature, I feel like I haven't expressed myself very well. And if I'm talking about... You realize I added something in there. I just said talking about appreciating nature. What happens when I talk about and 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 about? It's not a direct talk about appreciating nature. Talk about your way of talking about appreciating nature. Like these sort of cognitive backflips or these word backflips don't get us any closer to the experience at all of what I'm having. What 
what does it mean? What does it mean when I appreciate nature? How is that different to what happens when I appreciate nature? Well, maybe they're the same thing. What does it mean when I appreciate? Like, let's, let's say someone had never heard of this idea of appreciating nature. Totally new. What would I say? Well, I say you just sit and you stop for a minute and you see the beauty in something. And you don't try, you just wait because you can't do it on your own accord. And you take your time and you be quiet because it's subtle and you just look around. And that's how you appreciate nature. And I think everyone would get at least something from that. Everyone everyone has a scale of things they've looked at. Everyone has a a differentiation of the things they've seen, whether it's bland, boring, or interesting, or beautiful. They might not use the word beautiful, but there's still some sort of difference. And it might not be a scale, like I keep using the word scale. We might we can we can just say boring or interesting. When I appreciate nature it's interesting. But not in the not in the same way that an idea is interesting. And not in the same way that a like a book is interesting or a person is interesting. I don't know if interesting really comes into it when I'm appreciating nature. In fact, it might be that finding something interesting actually gets in the way of appreciating nature. Like if you, if you, if you have a like, can you be conditioned to have to find things interesting? <laughs> That's a good question. If you're conditioned to finding things interesting, well, that's like having, like you don't find anything interesting. You have a short attention span. <laughs> I think you're pretty safe if you're listening to me right now. (laughs) Can you condition yourself to appreciate something without it needing to be interesting? Can you open yourself to awe when you are perceiving something that might not necessarily be interesting. What happens when I appreciate nature? Well, it doesn't have to be interesting. I wonder how much of, like, I'm getting this sense of there's, there's this web, like this, my interior world like my ideas or my thoughts or whatever on one side and then there's the vision of reality colliding with that. So by that measure we can say the best way to appreciate nature is to be empty, to be silent. And well, emptiness, well, that's a a meditation principle. Emptiness is the path of meditation. 
in some in some circles in some traditions what happens when i appreciate nature i'm looking at my curtains right now they're closed and there's different light coming through and there is a tree behind outside which I can only see the shadows of. And I've looked at these curtains before and started having sort of depth change. When I appreciate nature, I see, I see more detail. When I appreciate nature, I... have things appear to be different than the normal ways of looking at them that I normally have. When I appreciate nature, it looks new, it looks fresh. What happens when I appreciate nature? <laughs> 